Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Well, it looks like Scott Berry made the right decision running Tanner Hall out there. Against Sanford today, we go to the ninth, one to one right now on the Plains in Auburn. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Hayda. Great to be with you on this Friday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi on Regional Friday. And again, going to the ninth, tied at one, Southern Miss and Sanford. Tanner Hall has been just absolutely exceptional today, and his team needed. They, they simply did on the other side. Uh, Cravey from Samford pitched six complete and only gave up one earned run on five hits, struck out five, walked five uh, as well. Uh, they're also getting a nice relief effort, just uh, actually no hits through his two complete as well. So Southern Miss needed Tanner Hall. So far, eight complete, eight strikeouts, six hits, just that one earned run. So he's killing it today, and again, his team absolutely needed him to do just that. So, hey, Dad. Busy, busy day. A lot to talk about, but we need to start with Southern Miss. So far, and I mean, we're, th- th- there's there's six more outs here that are going to determine going to determine a lot of the reaction to this game. But so far, what have you seen? I mean, what you just said makes a lot of sense. That that Tanner Hall starting was clearly the right decision because Southern would be in a lot of trouble right now if they if they had given up two runs, they would they would be losing this game and on their way, you know, to into the losers bracket. USM has only got five hits on the day and they've stranded nine. So you know they've been getting some guys on base, just haven't been able to take advantage of it. They had that situation, uh, I believe that was in the uh, yeah in the fifth where they scored the one run, but they had two on with one out. And only got the one run out of that. So uh, maybe some ninth inning uh, dramatics. There is a Montenegro coming up. <laughs> yeah, in, a, in the bottom I love of the how ninth. You put that a Montenegro. Hey, you know one of them. They 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 they, they, one they of the keep them. They dozen. keep them in spades down there. So yeah, it's eight nine one coming up. So if they can get a guy on, it'll turn over for the top of the order. And of course, Montenegro is hitting three ninety for them. So they got they got a chance here in the bottom of the ninth, but they need Tanner Hall, who's looking to finish out a complete game here. Uh, he just got the first out there so with a with a strikeout. His man, you're uh, his ahead of me. Gosh day. dang it, you're ahead of me by like two so, pitches. I just saw uh, I I'm just watching, saw ball one. I'm watching the live stats. I'm not watching the actual game. Oh well, that's how you keep. That's how you stay. 
That's how you stay ahead. Yeah. That's how you stay ahead is with the live stats. But what a day for Tanner Hall. He's thrown 111 pitches, eight and a third, only six hits, the one run, and uh, nine Ks to, to two walks. That's a, a fantastic day for him. Um, but his team has needed every single inch of it. Yeah, and, and I'm about to see that strikeout right now. Thank you for ruining yeah. it. His 110th Put pitch. Put live stats. For, I mean, I just I want to see it. And, man, the, God, that little slider. It, it just, Samford has not. So I had to I had to get in the car, obviously. I stayed at the home office as long as I could with the game on. And then, uh, you know, had to had to, to get here. And so I missed a, a couple of innings. But Samford has, has been fooled. At least what yeah. I've been able to see. Uh, by basically well, everything, that's not but surprising. That. Yeah. Tanner, Tanner Hall is one Ooh. of the top five pitchers in college baseball, so him having a huge day isn't isn't overly surprising. What's surprising is that Southern Miss has not been able to do anything at the plate uh, thus far. In oh this my game. gosh, I don't know who this poor hitter from from Samford is. I I, I don't know their roster up and down. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I imagine the scouting report from the soon-to-be next head coach at uh, at Southern Miss uh, was just throw this kid slider, 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 and you'll get him out because he can't pick this up. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to avoid trying a spoiler? Spoil things for you. What happened? I, I don't want to spoil things for you. Uh, he gave up a single. Okay. So one on, one out. Wait, we might as well. Just kind of react to this live for a little while because again, there there's I so mean, yeah, much this, conversation this is... that needs to happen when this result ends and we're almost at the end. But until it ends, yeah, you know, so, not not much to very say. Very interested here. now with with a, with a man on. Do you stay with Tanner Hall at this point? I mean, he's throwing 116 pitches, or do you have to go to your bullpen now? I don't know. Oh, and that single, hey, Dad, that single would have been if Southern Miss was not shifting. So they had a shift on what was a little chopper, what would have been straight to the third baseman, and there was nobody there. So, so it was yeah. it was not a true single. I mean, it was a shift that, single. That that to me is a, is a good piece of hitting though. When you've got the empty base there yeah. and you're able to chop it and get it over, that's that's how you beat the shift. Coach has got a, a a nice tan going. He's leaned up against the dugout. He's relaxed, man. He's he he doesn't look like this is uh, his last hurrah at all. He Ooh. looks comfortable out there. Until hey, you're killing me with the with the live stats thing. I I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna Just hold out on. and I'm gonna watch it in real yeah. time. So as I all see right, it, there's one right. out, one on first, one zero count. Tanner Hall throwing his 117th pitch so far in the game. And uh, it was inside for a ball. This ump, uh, early in the game anyway, loved the outside corner. He was giving a lot of uh, of outside pitches that were probably off the plate. Seemed like he was consistently doing it, though, which is what you know that's what you want. If, if you're going to call him outside, at least you always do. And uh, there's another single. Does he go first to third? He does not. So runners on first and no. second for me. With one out for Sanford, yes. now you probably need to make a change. And now that I said I, that, yeah, he's going to strike the next so, yeah. two guys out on six pitches and and shut them down. But you might, you might. So now's probably the time. 118 pitches. You've given yeah, up a couple it's, it's, of base hits. So you have you know you have that going on, and that's obviously the right decision. Then you have the other side of that coin. And LSU deciding to throw Paul Skeens against 18 and 40 Tulane. 
incredibly surprised by that decision by Jay Johnson. Yeah, we need to spend some time on that. I I will read this message, though, because I appreciate you, uh, Andrew, for listening. He said, man, this game is making me sleepy. I'm driving a dump truck with the game on my iPad. (laughs) Uh, Tanner has got out of some jams, for sure. He's been uh, excellent today. We appreciate you uh, double, well, I guess triple dipping. You're, You're working, listening, and watching. That's a, I hope yeah. you're a better multitasker than me, because I couldn't pull that off. That's a lot going on. The, the MDOT road signs distract me, because they're funny sometimes. They are funny. I got a friend of mine that works for MDOT. He, he, has, he plays a role in that. Oh, does he really? Yeah. They do a good job. They're topical. There was a they Taylor do. Swift one a couple weeks ago. Yes. That's, that's the key to that, is, you know, is to, be, you to be topical. I got a good laugh when I was going to the the Dave Matthews concert because there was a Dave Matthews themed one while I was driving to go see Dave Matthews. I mean, they're topical. Tanner Hall stayed in the game, by the way. For me, he's throwing pitch 121 to an absolute beefcake. I mean, this guy. Does he? Does he? He got out of it. He got out of it. All right. Okay. You you ruined it for me, but that's okay. So hey, again, what do I know? Like I said. So we go to the bottom of the ninth, tied at one with Samford. Goodness gracious, that's going to be a tremendous, tremendous few minutes here of of high-leverage, high-intensity college baseball. So who's going to be the hero? Uh, I'm I'm about to see it. Uh, Yeah, go get him. Good call, Mike. Uh, Really good call on that one. Um, (laughs) That's okay. That's why I don't get paid the big bucks. Oh, man, and this... This is... He tried to roll over and pull a low and away pitch and just dribbled it to the shortstop and bad, bad, yeah. bad approach and bad Got at fooled. bat there. Yeah. A lot of Southern Miss fans there as well, by the way. The crowd sounded nice as well as you can see all the yellow there as well. Tanner Hall, man, what a stud! He's fired what up too. Stud. He's fist pumping. Yeah, he should, he should be. be. He's thrown nine innings of, of five-hit, one-run ball in it, when his team needed him the most. Now his team is now his hitters have got to they've got to show up for him here because there's there's no way you're gonna convince me he's coming out for the tenth. I can't believe they would pitch him in the tenth inning throwing 120 plus pitches. So you have the live stats up. I don't. Who's coming up? Uh, for the Golden Eagles, it's it's eight nine one uh, and. Forgive me on this first name if I don't pronounce it correctly, but Paytow, Montenegro, and Etzel. And if anybody can get on, they get to the heart of the order with Dickerson and Wilkes. So, we'll see. It's going to be fun, and uh, we're going to get to react to it when we come back. It yeah. should be happening when we come back. This is fun. We don't get to do this very often, obviously, uh, but I'm enjoying it. Hope you guys are as well. When this game ends, we got some other stuff to talk about. We will talk about LSU pitching their their guy and as you guys know with LSU it's different there is a drop off from 1 to 2 with LSU and uh, they decide to throw him against a 40 loss team in their first game of a regional we'll talk about that we got some football stuff to get to we have some clarity on the field storming uh, that's going on i kind of have a fun idea at least i think it's fun for the college football fix we got to do 100 teams in 100 days we got two today and uh, one's a good one, and one's a fun one. Not necessarily good, but fun. So we'll get to those. we got a Food Friday and your text. 601-879-4395 is the text line. 
They're coming back right now and uh, see if Southern Miss can walk it off in the bottom of the ninth. We'll be back very shortly. Stick around. Talk Mississippi. Here we, here we go, go. Super Talk Mississippi. Well, here it is, a dream scenario for Southern Miss as we welcome you back to Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Borky. He's Haydad. With one out, Montenegro singled opposite way into left field. Pinch running. Faust is now on first for Southern Miss. The top of the order is up. Who will be the hero for the Golden Eagles? Will it happen here? We will get to sit here and watch. And second base is stolen. So now the runner is on second, still with that one out. And now, since Haydad convinced me to watch the live stats, there are two outs. Yes. <laughs> You're killing me because I want to see it. But yeah, here we go. Two outs. You, you got you to do it. So yeah, big, big, big moment here uh, for Southern. Runner in scoring position. Single. So Dickerson singles to the catcher. So it must have just been a little nubber. And uh, now they got a man on third, so the winning run, 90, uh, 90 feet away. So first and third, two out, and that should now be Wilkes up to bat, right? Slade, Slade Wilkes is up, yeah. So Definitely a guy you, you would want in this situation. I'm so frustrated because I want to watch this. I keep saying that, but I want to see it. Yep, uh, just uh, he just missed it, basically. Um, but barely so hit the ball. Get it? Uh, it it, just, it, just it, was, it was like a perfectly laid bunt, pretty much is how okay. that worked out. It okay. was a perfectly laid swinging bunt, and that's what I see now. First and third, two out for Southern Miss. Can they win it here? We got, shall see. Got to get this here because I, I just yeah. I can't I can't get behind bringing Tanner Hall out for another inning. Putting him at like 140 pitches. That's just it's just too many, even at this late stage of the season. Yeah, Sanford might be making a change here. Catcher's out. Uh, I called him a beefcake earlier. He is. He's a. Uh, he might play defensive tackle for the football team in the fall. He's he, he's thick. Uh, looks like they yeah. might. Uh, they're either meeting or, or going to make a change here. But uh, if there's a delay in your live stats, that's why. Yeah, that's why. I I, ha- I have. Been to enough games and kept up with enough games on live stats that I, I, I can tell when something's happening. There's no update. Yeah, if you go, well, they they they, they walked Wilkes to set up the force. That makes sense. The so bases are loaded. Bases are loaded, but it doesn't matter. Obviously, yeah. You know, the only matter. Well, what matters is the runner on third. Uh, so Sergeant up now with the bases loaded, two out. This is incredible drama. I love it. Oh, I'm. I'm nervous, uh, in a, in a, like a good way. Like this is this is what you live for, right? This is why you're a sports fan. Here it is uh, for for Southern Miss. Can you take advantage of what was an incredible day from Tanner Hall and uh, advance to the winners bracket and see Auburn tomorrow? That's gonna be the worst part if Southern doesn't capitalize here is squandering this uh, this pr- pitching performance. Yeah, that would feel. So. Kind Need of like, it. Yeah. Need it. I mean, devastating in, in multiple ways. I'm just now seeing the walk, by the way. So I'm even yeah. more behind you than, than usual. I'm telling you. 
Live stats is usually a full 60 to 90 seconds ahead of the stream. Some Auburn fans hanging out at the you can parking garage, which is you a can great sometimes feature. get two two you can sometimes get two batters in off of a, the the gap between the live stats and the uh, and the stream. Especially so if you're just not that interested in watching the game, if you just want to see the results, I always recommend looking at the live stats. Yeah, especially when when you guys are tweeting. I mean, that, that at yeah. that point when you're streaming these games, you guys are three batters ahead sometimes of of sometimes, what you're seeing yeah. on the stream. I got a one-one yeah. count in front of me right now. Oh, Sergeant flat out. We'll oh man, tenth. I'm about to see it here. Two-one count. On two. So it's on the two-two. Two, it was on a two-two pitch. So okay. you got a couple pitches to go here. Man, I I, I, I want to know if you at least gave it a ride. So give it a look. A squandered opportunity for sure, though. That, that's incredibly disappointing. Um, Felt like you had to kind of score there. It did, and and yeah. you say that they're going to get another chance in the bottom of the tenth. But uh, that yeah. that was a golden opportunity. Uh, pressure was on. You had the runner on second with one out. Nah, he missed it. Uh, it's a kind of a lazy fly ball to. Uh, okay. Yeah. It traveled a okay. little bit, but it didn't get to the track or anything. It was an easy play for the center fielder. He knew right away gotcha. that that he missed it, and uh, so we go to the tenth. All right, we'll go to the tenth. Question is, does Tanner Hall run out there? Well, they haven't made a change yet on the, on the stats, so he's at least out there. So now that we have a break, let's talk about Paul Skeens. So LSU playing Tulane today. No, nope, they made a change. Hold on, I'm sorry. They did. They did make a change. Okay, who is it? Tanner Hall's out. Justin Storm, Storm is on the mound. Okay, uh, All right. for the uh, Golden Eagles. Uh, mm. Throw some sliders, apparently. Uh, Paul Skeens, it was a highly anticipated decision, LSU playing Tulane, who could, record-wise, is the worst four-seed in the tournament. Now, they got hot and they won their conference tournament, and that does matter, but what are they, a 41-loss team? Isn't that what they are? It's a 40 or 41-loss yes. team, something like They're 40, that. They were 40-18 and 18 coming in. And you decide to throw your guy who shuts down every single lineup you play. But as you guys know, you've watched LSU. Behind him, it's a pretty dramatic fall-off from Skeens to whoever else they decide to pitch. LSU decides to go with him against Tulane, a 40-loss team. Interesting decision, to say the least. I, I don't understand it at all. I just don't understand that. If you can't beat Tulane, an 18-win team, with your number two guy, what chance do you have of winning this of the College World Series? I mean, you 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 have to put Skeens out there against that number two seed, and I I will not be surprised if this decision comes back to bite LSU. They'll probably still win their regional, but I will just not be overly surprised if that happens. And uh, Mike sent us a video of Skeens making a great play. Um, Woo! Liner right back at him, and he caught it behind one of his legs, between his legs. So he had the glove behind one of his legs and caught the ball, uh, lined right to him between his legs. It's a pretty slick play, but yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. I, I mean, because I, I saw some rationale where, oh, that first game is just so important. And it is. But in reality, mm-hmm. 
if you're one and one after two games, doesn't matter which one you got. If you're still in the same position, you know what I mean? Like for Southern Miss, they had to, right? So I tweeted that when I first looked it up uh, and who they were playing and all that. Sanford had a true ace, and we saw that today. Because of how good he was, Scott Berry made the right decision going with his. Tulane should not and does not have somebody that can shut down that LSU lineup. It's it's totally different than the decision that Scott Berry had. And oh. you're putting yourselves at risk to lose your regional, or at least set it up for, uh, for disappointment. So I've got a 1-1 count in front of me right now in the, the top of the 10th. But um, I, The next pitch has some interest to you. Here we go. The delivery. That gets out? That oh, gets wow. Out. Gosh, he crushed it. Yeah, home run. Yeah. Over the batter's eye. My goodness, that was, uh, that was a tank bomb. Wow. So um, you got to be kidding me. The first batter after Tanner Hall comes out. I mean, we're still like, they got to take him out, they got to take him out, and then this happens. Jeez. And, and now, right. now you know how important that last inning was uh, to, to get the win there. Yeah. Um, my goodness, though, that ball was hit. I, I mean, it landed in Tuscaloosa. Goodness gracious. <laughs> goodness gracious. Oh, well. All right. Southern's got it. Well, they got to get this inning first. There's no outs, obviously. Yeah. But, and then they'll they'll figure it out. Gosh, twelve stranded for Southern in this game. And that'll be the story moving forward. Is is, is blown opportunities? I mean, even before the, the bottom of the ninth, right? You said twelve, right? So nine left on base. In yeah, the they first had nine on innings. left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What a shame. Anyway, uh, tough, yeah. yeah, Paul Skeens, LSU, I mean, and they're going to win the game, but I, I, I'm truly surprised by that. And, and, you know, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose the regional. It, would, would, that, would that shock you? Oh. Truly shock you if they lost the regional? Oh, LSU? No. Yeah. No. No, because, I mean, they're throwing their best guy, and they've been, we've seen how much trouble they've had pitching over the past few weeks beyond Paul Skeens. So, yeah, the, I was flabbergasted. I don't get to use that word very often, but I was flabbergasted by the decision. Somebody says, just just left Kroger. This isn't what I wanted to hear. Y'all have a blessed Friday afternoon. Uh, we appreciate you listening, my, my friend, and uh, based on your locale, we probably have bumped into each other uh, at that Kroger, but... Um, yeah, hate to have delivered the uh, the bad news. And hey, Dad, you just gave another reaction. Ah, uh, yeah, because we got uh, thirty uh, seconds. No out, double, uh, double for uh, for Sanford. So man, all in second with nobody out. And I'm seeing it now. Yeah, it's um, all oh, little bloop double too. He didn't hit it real hard. Uh, just kind of landed beyond the first base bag. Uh oh. We'll uh, have more updates for you when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Your number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super talk, Mississippi.
always a crazy one broken. I wish we could come back with better news. A pitching change and a double have scored another run for Samford. It's three to one now. The runner on second, nobody out. Samford still batting in the top of the tenth. It's tough. I mean, there's no other way around. That, that's just tough. Having a performance like like they got from Tanner Hall, and it, I mean, they still have a chance. You know, as long yeah. as long as there's a strike left, there, there's a game to be won, or a game that can be won, I should say. And oh man, hit off the back of is it Maza that's pitching? That's a bad call at first, I think. But uh, ball yeah. that would have gone up the middle it hit Maza right in the back. I mean, right in the, the his lower back, and he looks like he's okay. Ooh, that had to have hurt. I mean, it it came hot off the bat, and he turned, and my goodness. The fact that he's not laboring. Oh, I, I said in the his lower back, right between the numbers, it hit him in the back. Oh, that's a good call at first. It's mm. a good call, Blue. Um, Man, that had to hurt. So now you've got a runner on third with one out because the ball ricocheted off his back so hard that it got to short in time for him to throw the runner out at first. Uh, getting checked out by the trainers now. That's He's tough, man. I, I shook them off, actually. Wants nothing to do with the trainers. Told them to go back to the dugout. He's good. So He's um, good to go. That's impressive. It's postseason, baby. you got to stay out there. you got to work. Yeah. So um, he needs to... Find a way to get out of this, though. I, I mean, overcoming two runs in the bottom of the tenth is going to be tough enough. Any more relinquished is yeah. um, man. Well, the man on third, less than two outs. That's going to be it's going to be tough to get out of this with not giving up one more. But we'll see what happens. Jordan Hare is tall, by the way. I mean, th- 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 that's field level, right? They built the field. They they didn't build oh, the stadium the into the yeah. hole, right? They they built it up. Jordan. Jordan Hare is. I've been there enough times. I'm pretty sure it's just a field. It's just on street level. Yeah, it's not. It's not like Sanford. Sanford that's you know dug into the ground yeah. there. Yeah, because they they just showed an angle and and that is. I mean that is a that is a tall stadium. Yes, I will agree. If you're in the upper deck, you're in you're you're up there. Because like uh, Ohio Stadium, for example, and Michigan also, oh. they're built into holes, and so the stadiums are are bigger, like twenty thousand people bigger. Than Jordan yeah. Hare, but when you when you're around them, they don't feel like it. They don't look like it from the outside because they're built down into the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh no, does that get out? Ryan, did. it no, does but not. It's deep enough to score the run. Four to one so, now. Samford leading over Southern Miss in the top of the tenth. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I I promise you, I've seen stranger comebacks. There's been larger ones. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But they got to get to this inning, too. So it's, it's at least base, base is empty now. Man, camera cuts to Tanner Hall. And, and just what a day. And it, he's got to be he's got to be so mad. I mean, he did everything he could do. And, I, and I, when I say mad, I'm not talking about like mad at his teammates, just mad. Yeah. You know that he you know, that might be the last time we get to see him in that USM uniform. And, I mean, what a way to go out, a tremendous performance. But definitely, probably would have, I mean, obviously would have been like, I would have much rather pitched six innings and given up six runs if we could have gotten ten and won the game. Right. So, really tough way to go out if this is how it's going to be. Whoever's been scouting him for the Braves or whoever is probably very comfortable with his lobbying on Tanner Hall's behalf after today. Oh, yeah. 
Tanner Hall will, will pitch in the majors. I don't have any doubt about that. Too talented. Too good a pitcher. All right, they got out of it. Well, as I say got out of it. They gave up three runs. So we go to the bottom of the 10th, 4-1 Samford. Bottom and Eagles have five, six, seven up. They have Ewing, Lynch, and if I pronounce it wrong, I'm sorry, but Mons- Monast- Monastere. Monastere. Monastere up uh, in this inning. So they need them all to get on base. Guys that have played a lot of baseball there. They're, it's an experienced lineup. We'll see if they uh, if they can get it done. Darren says, well, instead of baseball, I guess I'll just look forward to my blackened ribeyes and grilled new potatoes. Dang it, Darren, you got to wait two hours, buddy. You got to wait on that. <laughs> Although that being said, you could you could have good baseball and still be looking forward to that. True. Very we'll get, true. We'll get to it. So. So. Chase hey, says, "Haven't been any kind of a." Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna, Chase. I, you know, I love you, Chase. We we don't need to poke the bear right now. So, looking around uh, the, the the world here, uh, UConn loses in Gainesville down in in, in uh, game one, three two to Texas Tech. Virginia crushes Army, uh, fifteen to one. Oregon gets the win in game one of the Nashville Regional over Xavier. Uh, Washington takes down Dallas Baptist in the Stillwater Regional Game 1. Clemson all over Lipscomb in Game 1. That's a final 12-5. The worst-named college t- in, in Division 1, I think? Eh, it's up there. Maryland was tied 2-2 with Northeastern, but came back strong and won that game 7-2. NC State knocks off Campbell. All the noise about Campbell being a host, they get knocked off by NC State in the first game of the Columbia Regional. Uh, Indiana State, tight one, but they get it over Wright State, six to five. They were losing, I and think. What was it, six to two in the eighth, or or no, uh, five to been, two in the eighth, five or, two, or yeah. five to three in the yeah. eighth, and came back and won. Games that are ongoing: Arkansas has grabbed the lead against Santa Clara. They're up five to two, and LSU up six nothing in the bottom of the fifth against Tulane. <sighs> no more Paul Skeens. I mean, your offense was going to score. I... Whatever. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were going to get runs on that on that uh, that two lane team. I, I just don't get it. The only thought process I think Mike said it on the text line is maybe you're thinking, look, if 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 we do struggle and we get to Monday, we could bring him back. You know, if that's being the case, though, I'd pull him now. You're up six nothing. You should be able to hold on to yeah. that against an eighteen win two lane team. If a line drive hit us one. in the back, would we be able to finish the show? Buddy, I was... Literally uh, dead. If, literally dead. If that exact thing happened to me, no, I would not be finishing the show today. I mean, that ball yeah. was just right. beamed off his back. And, uh, I mean, Lead I was... Man is on for Golden... Leadoff man is on for Southern Miss. Ewing singles up the middle, so he's on with nobody out for, for Lynch. And I just came back from commercial break. See, this is why. This is why. I think Paramore have released a song called This Is Why recently. Our listeners deserve up-to-the-minute breaking information. That's why I'm on the live stats, to give that to them. You're behind, friend. I'm about to see it, I think. 1-1 pitch. There you go. And, yeah, right up the middle. So here we go. If uh, the comeback's going to start, obviously... It's got to happen right now. Yeah. Do they have a little magic left in them? We shall see. 
Richard's getting a call, a fun one right now. Bottom two, Troy and Boston College are tied at three. Good for him. I might put him on and pot up now, the sound just so we can hear Richard Cross on his show today. Lynch walks, so we've got the tying run at the plate. Two on, nobody out, first and second. Uh-oh. For Monastere. If he gets if he gets anything, it'll be Peto, then Johnson, who uh, pinch ran uh, in the uh, the bottom of the uh, ninth, and then it'll be top of the order from there. So Golden Eagles need they need to advance. If it was three three one, I would tell you to bunt here, but yeah, four one you can't you can't you got you got to get everybody on base you can because you need three runs here. So we shall see. That was a four pitch walk too. Jeez Louise. Yeah, this guy's laboring. I mean, they're not particularly close either. I wonder if it's uh, the the batting stance that's getting him off that little hip thrust that uh, that he does. That's is he giving you the Hingle McCringleberry? Yeah, there? he's a little, little something extra. But yeah, he's he hadn't been uh-huh. close in this at bat either. I mean, if they don't make a change, there's long it, enough. There's a long enough pause here that makes me think that something's going on there. They hasn't they haven't thrown a pitch yet, so they must be making a change or just at least having a conversation. Yeah, and I finally see pitch number four. Again, not close, so something's got to give. Sanford wearing pretty sweet hats, by the way. They've got like a, a, a downward angle of a standing at attention bulldog on their hats. They are uh, pretty pretty sweet looking for whatever that's worth. Uh, I don't know. I mean, just if you're a baseball fan and you like cool baseball hats, uh, go buy one from Sanford. Right. They did not make a change, so they're they're, they're just going here. The, the meeting is happening right now, though. They're getting somebody up in the pen. So we, uh, Oh, I'm sure they are. It's two on and nobody out. They, gotta, they, they can't, just, can't just let it ride at this point. Can't delay as much as you used to, though, uh, because yeah. of the... All no, these, you can't, no. All these clock rules. So You would think at this point of a tight game, though, they've, got, they've probably had a couple guys up throughout the game. So Yeah. Got a righty in the pen right now. Seeing if they're bringing him in, and they, he just got the uh, the word that he's not. I think this is this is. No, they, they, they did not make a change. And then the the at bat with Monastery is going as we speak. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. During this break, things will happen, and we'll tell you what they are <laughs> when we come back. It's Sports Talk Mississippi. Enjoy. I, I think we're having some fun here. I hope you guys are as well on this. Regional Friday afternoon. We'll be right back. Sports Talk for Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports Talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Well, it got interesting. Bases were loaded with nobody out. A ground out to the first baseman scored a run. So it was second and third with one out. A strikeout now has second and third with two outs. I've got a one-two count in front of me. Hey, Dad's trying his best not to spoil it for everybody. Southern Miss down four to two, bottom ten. It's over, and it's it over. is over. Southern Miss loses to Samford, 
Four to two in ten innings, and um, I, I mean it's. We'll start here, hey Dad. Again, we we mentioned it a couple of times, but the the day that Tanner Hall had nine complete, eight hits, one earned run, nine strikeouts, and that doesn't lead to a win. What was it? So now it's fifteen runners left on base for, or fourteen runners left on base for yeah. Southern Miss, and yeah. there's your story. That's the story of the game right there is USM just unable to get the clutch hit uh, when they needed it. And so they go fall into the loser's bracket. That's going to be a tough loser's bracket. Penn is a team that has a pretty deep pitching staff uh, for an Ivy League school. I think they're an Ivy League school. And so going to be tough. Going to be very tough for USM, especially hitting like this. I mean, you, that USM offense has been so good these past few weeks. To see them just dry up like that is very, very surprising. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I am a bit surprised at uh, at that result. So, scores, uh, other games going on right now. LSU holding that 6 to nothing lead comfortably over Tulane and Baton Rouge. Earlier today, Virginia beat Army. Oklahoma, East Carolina could be fun if you're just a sports fan looking for something to watch tonight. And ho- doesn't hockey start tonight? Isn't the Stanley Cup finals today? So. And hockey's not your thing. That could be a fun game. Clemson beat up on Lipscomb earlier today. That game is final. Tennessee-Charlotte will uh, be, what is that, 5 o'clock Central start if you want to watch that game as well. NC State beat Campbell 5-1 to earlier. South Carolina gets their regional started at 6 o'clock tonight. Duke beat up 12-3 to over UNC Wilmington earlier today. Coastal Carolina hosting Ryder tonight in their regional. Texas and Louisiana are, guess what, delayed because, shocker, there's a rain delay in Miami. Imagine that. Remember this time last Who year? Who would have we guessed such a, a thing could have been possible? Well, I mean, I just remember last year we were talking about Miami just may advance to the Super Regionals because they're not going to be able to play a single game. Luckily, that that was not the case. Well, you know, I say luckily, not for me. Yeah, but for Ole Miss, it was. It was. That was. I had somebody in my DMs tell me that we were wrong a hundred times about that. By the way, no, you're wrong. They'll play. They'll play until Thursday if they have to. No, I I, I don't know how many times I had to say, look, man, no, they will call this regional if the hurricane doesn't leave. They will. They will not play on Thursday when everybody else is playing Super Regionals a day later. If they can't get it done, they're done. And we went back and forth for two days on that. And finally, the games got played and the Hurricane got out of town and uh, we know what happened next. Arkansas has a 5-3 to lead over Santa Clara in the 5th right now. Texas Tech beat UConn earlier today in the Gainesville Regional. Florida will play Florida A&M later on tonight. Kentucky beat Ball State 4-0 in their regional. Indiana-West Virginia coming up tonight there. Oregon beat Xavier 5-4. That is the Vanderbilt Regional. And the Doors will play Eastern Illinois later on tonight. The Stanford, not the Samford, the Stanford Regional uh, has yet to begin. That'll be the late one. If you want to watch late-night Aggies... Oh, that sounds like a horror film. Uh, they won't get started until after dark. I think 9 o'clock is the scheduled first pitch. Late night Aggies. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. 
Just you just look outside and there's just a milkman sitting yeah. out there <laughs> with his thumbs up and just smiling, big old grin. His thumbs up. Ah! Man, you really could. You know how some of those people will take movie trailers from like Toy Story yeah. and make them horror films. Oh, them walking with the torches and everything. Absolutely, you could make up a horror movie trailer out of a Texas A&M pep rally. Somebody needs to whoop. Do yeah. When you hear the whoop, it's too late. Boston College uh, and Troy are tied in Tuscaloosa, and Maryland beat Northeastern 7-2 to earlier today. Again, I'm Borky. He's Hey Dad. We get a message here that says, might as well pack their bags. Jason says, I feel so bad for Southern Miss baseball, but their fans online can, and I'm not going to complete that sentence. Will and you pour up? You could. He 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 edited it for you. I'm I'm not going to do that. Um, okay. Will says go Pirates. Speaking of ECU, Stanley Cup Final start tomorrow night in Vegas. Thank you, Eric. So that's not tonight. That's right. tomorrow night. Uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, featuring Miami or Sunrise, busy. Florida, Florida. But the team in Miami yeah. and the team in yeah. Nevada. For the yeah. hockey championship. Stanley, yeah. I will be busy doing literally anything else than watching that. I, will, <laughs> I like hockey, but I, I can't get too fired up for Vegas versus Florida. Oh, like, man. It, can we just substitute Toronto and the Rangers or something? Let's, let's do something here. Come on. We'll start next hour with a little college football. How does that sound? When we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. More Sports Talk Mississippi now. now. Brian Haydad with you on this Friday afternoon. Sunrise is done playing today. They lost to Samford in extra innings. 4-2 to the final. Have to climb their way out of the loser's bracket. Saw somebody tweet that it'll be just their luck for Auburn to lose today, and then Southern Miss gets Auburn's ace tomorrow. That would That would be an issue, yeah, but we'll see. We will see. So on the football front, as you guys know already, the SEC decided to stay at eight games for, again, people need to hear this, one additional year. That's it. One extra year. Some of the reactions were not surprising. For example, I saw Tim Brando, and I like Tim Brando. He seems like a good guy. I like him. He calls games well. He's done it for a long time. He called the vote disturbing. Disturbing was how he described it. There's, hey, yeah, disturbing. Yeah, uh, a league deciding Very to disturbing keep yeah. the same number of conference games they play. That's disturbing. Yeah, I'd love to know what you think about like real life stuff. But anyway. Uh, Danny Cannell, who shouldn't surprise anybody, said, quote, No surprise the SEC is staying at eight conference games and allows them to prop up records and ultimately get more teams into the playoff. 
Every other conference should follow their lead until they go to nine. Here's the thing, Danny. It would change literally nothing if they all did that. The SEC is 14-3 and versus the field in the college football playoff. And as you guys know, three different teams, schools, whatever, have won the last four national championships. Again, the SEC is 14-3 and versus the field. Here are the other conferences. The ACC is 6-5. and The Big Ten is 3-7. and The Big 12 is 1-5. and The Pac-12 is 1-2. and Notre Dame's been twice. They've lost both games. 0-2. Oh and, and the AAC, who made it with Cincinnati, they did show well, but they are 0-1. Oh Just how these people... And I know Cannell's a troll and he wears turtlenecks and I get his his shtick. But he's not the only person that, that has said these things. You've had Rittenberg at ESPN and, and on and on and on. These people think that what's holding the Big Ten back is an extra game. They are 3-7 and seven against the field in the playoff, whereas the SEC is 14-3. and three. And they know that because they've watched the games. They've seen them. They look at the recruiting classes. They look at the NFL draft, and they still are intentionally obtuse to the fact that one league playing eight conference games plus a Power 5 game still has the most difficult schedules compared to every other league with nine plus one. How do I know that? Let's look at strength of schedule. The SEC has nine of the top 22 most difficult schedules in college football. You know what that is by percentage? 40%. 40% of the top 22 most difficult schedules in college football belong to one conference. But but how is that? You know, it's, it's just, they only play eight conferences. It's, it's it, it really is it's maddening to see everybody forget that hell the SEC does play nine comp, nine Power Five games. They play ACC teams. They play Big Twelve teams. They play Big Big Ten teams. They, they do it every year. They have done it every year since 2016. It's been nine Power Five games. So, like, what what are we talking about here? It's the same number of Power Five games that Ohio State, that Clemson, that that Oklahoma play. It's the same number. Look at Michigan's schedule. I mean, give me a break on Michigan's schedule. But anyway, uh, I mean, the the intentional ignorance of reality is is kind of baffling to me. Especially knowing that it's one additional year. It's one more year. Like, again, Ross Dellinger is... At this point, the most prominent newsbreaker when it comes to this kind of stuff in college football media. He gets this stuff better than anybody else. He reports on it better than anybody else. His sources are better than everybody else's. He's the man at this. He's great at this. He went on with our our friends at uh, Cole Kublik's show this morning at Jocks. And... He went so far to when they asked him about, well, how are they going to determine the schedule? He talked about it as if it's just for 2024. Like they're they're going to make the schedule that gets released in 12 days, and that's all it's going to be. They're not even going to talk about rotations and stuff. The schedule for 2024 is a one-off. 
basically identical to COVID when they just kind of created a schedule out of thin air. That's what they're doing for 24, and then the rotation with nine starts in 25. And, and he reports it, has reported it all week long on a huge platform, and is telling everybody, hey, it's just one more year. They're going to try and they're going to succeed in getting more money. And until they know for sure, some of these schools aren't going to vote to add until they know how much money. In the meantime, for 2024, they're going to create a unique schedule where all the rivalries are going to be preserved and it's going to be fine. And it's like people hear that, but they don't listen to it. They're like my toddler. He hears me. He doesn't listen to me. He knows what I'm saying. He doesn't listen to what I'm saying. I felt that one. Whew, we're in that stage now where he's smart enough to know better but does it anyway. Yeah, we, we've hit that wall. That's a fun wall. I hear you. Nah, not really. That was, that was a, an exaggeration. By the way, complete non sequitur, sorry. Mm. Paul Skeens has thrown 109 pitches. He has struck out 11. But he's given up two runs. It's 6-2. to two. And yes, there are two outs in the inning, but Tulane's got two men on in the eighth in a four-run game all of a sudden. Well, as I said earlier, it totally made sense to throw Paul Skeens today. I mean, who else could stop that potent Tulane offense? It feels like with every additional pitch he throws, the uh, the option of throwing him on Monday is getting less and less powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Guy named T.O. Banks is up for Tulane. He's a 300 hitter, 18 home runs. Ooh, if he hits a home run right here. Oh my gosh. I might cheer sitting in this booth right now. Nobody would hear me because it's thick, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, you do what you got to do. It's like, no, no one's going to say anything. Oh. Oh, and he almost did it. Uh, came up just short of the track. Skeens gets out of it. LSU's going to win. Uh, by the way, the game that Richard's uh, supposed to be calling is uh, at, at a rain delay, so he's got he's got a long night ahead because he's got game two after this one. I mean, we could have just come to work and been off at six, but he could have. Oh no! See, I thought about just putting the audio of that game on, so so you know he can participate in in his show. But there's no audio because they they just have a camera showing the field getting uh, prepared to play again. Well, that's no good then. I would love to know what he would talk about though if they just said, "All right, Richard, rain delay, just fill it." If anybody could get through it, it's him, of right? Course. I mean, you would think yeah. a guy who hosts a part of a three-hour show every day could give you a couple hours of content. That would be entertaining get as Del- heck, though, just to put he'd him get on Dellinger here. on the phone. He'd get Kendall on the phone and. He put together a real show. Texas and Louisiana. He might. might. Texas and Louisiana tied at one, by the way. They have resumed play in Coral Gables. Bottom six, though. Bottom six, Texas and Louisiana tied at one. How are they going to acclimate to the SEC in baseball, by the way? What's that going to go like, Texas? They'll be all right. I mean, they're they're a year-in, year-out good program. They recruit at a high level. Texas has got a ton of talent there. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Feels like it'll be just like AM. No good, competitive, not the best. Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, when AM joined the conference, they weren't great in baseball. Um so, you know, they they've picked it up. Yeah. Texas is already good in baseball. So I, I feel like that'll be that'll be maybe one of their more seamless transactions. 
That's the ballpark, Transitions, by the say. way. If you guys didn't listen to the show yesterday at Miami where they, they serve crazy team-themed milkshakes, they're, they're famous for the milkshakes at, at Miami's baseball field. They've got like 20 different options, and then when they host regionals or have opponents, they do one specialty one uh, to honor their opponent. And the Texas one is a brisket vanilla milkshake where there's, there's actual brisket and barbecue sauce in the milkshake. I learned they top it with a piece of cornbread as well. Gross. Somebody, uh, I was reading somebody. Let me see if I can find them. They actually tried all uh, all three of them. And uh, let's see if I can find it. I, I think it's this guy here. Yeah. So he said that the brisket one was not sitting uh, sitting well with him. Oh, and wow. that he developed some bumps on his arms. I, I can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> Actual quotes from the gentleman working the shake stand. Can I please get the brisket milkshake? Really? Has anyone ordered the yet, one yet? You're the first. After my first sip. Is he okay? <laughs> Another college football thing. Some of your texts as well when we come back. What do they want? Exciting news. Brace yourself. More Sports Talk Mississippi. Now. Now. I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really gotta do is live and die. But I'm in a hurry and don't know why. Don't know why. I have to drive so fast. My car has nothing to prove. It's not you. But it'll do 0 to 60 in 5.2. Michael Borkey's Brian Haydad. Great to be with you on this Friday, Sports Talk Mississippi. We get this message, by the way, on the reaction to the SEC's one year extension of playing eight conference games like they always have. You say, honestly, at this point, I don't think it has anything to do with sports. I think it's just everyone always hates on the South any chance they get. Maybe some. I do think, though, it's just more related to they are fatigued of the dominance and don't want to admit why the dominance is happening. The other side of that, I mean, Tim Brando is an SEC guy. I don't think that's where that's coming from. I mean, he's been involved in SEC sports for three decades. I don't think that he's from Louisiana. I don't think he's, he's hating on the South. I just think that Tim Brando is a guy who realizes, just like I said yesterday, that, well, you know, I get it. It's only for one year. It's not a big deal. That Nobody's clicking that one. Yeah. And nobody, nobody's wanting to have me on to talk about that opinion. And also, Fox writes his paychecks. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. There you go. Who would have guessed? Speak, speaking of Fox writing paychecks... Are you are you gonna go uh, take that job and go head to head with Bayless now? Or are we getting rid of you? More people have covered Shannon Sharp leaving Undisputed than watch Undisputed. Yeah, I agree with that. I all right. So Skip Bayless to me, as you know, I'm a huge fan of professional wrestling. That's what he is. He's just playing a character on television. He's no different than Triple H or Kenny Omega or, or Ric Flair or anybody. All right, he goes out there, he has his script, he's prepared, he says his lines, and then that's the end of the show. The problem is when, when you know, in wrestling, 
everybody works in good faith together, right? So if you and I are in wrestling and I'm talking smack about you and you're talking smack about me, we both know that that's the yeah. show. It's known as kayfabe. It's what keeps the show together. But when you bring in an outside influence like Shannon Sharp, who's not willing to play by those rules, and who you know you're going to take shots at him, and he's going to take personal offense to that. I mean, the 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 argument they had where you know, and I've seen the clips. Obviously, I don't watch the show, but I've seen the clips where they're talking about Tom Brady and and Skip tells to Shannon Sharp, "Well, he was better than you." Like, what is that argument? Shannon Sharp was a Hall of Fame football player. He won three Super Bowls. Maybe the greatest tight end ever to play the game. But yeah, he's not as great as Tom Brady. I think Ty- Shannon Sharp would be the first person to tell you that. So how is what is that argument? There? That's just taking a shot to take a shot. Skip Bayless is a child, and and his takes are so pathetic. I mean, he's better than you. Okay, well LeBron's better than you. So what are you doing? It's just it's just it's just painful. He plays a character and tries to convince you he's a, he's a serious sports journalist the same way that, you know, Ric Flair tried to convince you he was a multi-millionaire and too many people buy it. Yeah. Reminds me of uh I mean there's no there's no language in this clip. If there is, I'll hit the uh, I'll hit the dump button. This is a video. This is only edited for effect. These are things that he said. And both voices are Skip Bayless talking about Aaron Rodgers. Is this the one where he argues with himself? Yes. So these are okay. re- the, this is a real video. These are real clips from the show. Un- they're, they're only edited together to show exactly what Haydad's talking about. The ridiculousness of that debate show format, period. Aaron Rodgers is historically, transcendentally, specially great. No. You know why? Because Aaron Rodgers is hot and Aaron Rodgers is cold. Are you kidding me? He is not consistently, historically great, transcendentally great. He's above anybody who's playing this game on a human level right now. He's also the most overhyped quarterback in the history of pro football. That is the most laughable statement you have ever made in the history of this show. Okay, so it's it's Aaron bleeping Rogers, errant Rogers, E R R A N T Rogers. Here's what you won't have an answer for: the play of the game and the play of the year and the play of this century. That was special. There was nothing special about this play. <laughs> it is literally <laughs> one week. I mean, it, it's like literally one week. Okay, we're in this city, so they're gonna boo you. So you gotta go this way with it. And the next week, no, they're gonna cheer you in this city. You know, it's like Bret Hart in Canada. There, my goodness. How do people take that? That guy gets paid like sixty million dollars a year or something like that. People take him seriously. You know what it is. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna sue Fox Sports the way Fox News got sued. <laughs> it's all a bunch. It's all a bunch of, of lies. Yeah, here's it, the proof. It doesn't make sense because those shows aren't well watched. I, I swear, I swear this is what. That's it is. the other side of the coin. It's a losing formula. Yeah, and I've seen it. I've seen it a lot where somebody that that is just kind of like aggressive or confrontational. They far more often get what they want. I mean, there's like socio 
studies about that, where even if people are incompetent, if they are confrontational and aggressive, they get things that they don't deserve. I swear that's what goes on here. That, that guys like Skip Bayless are really good arguers and that they're persistent and that they're aggressive and confrontational and they convince people that are not those things to give them things like shows and more money. That's the only thing that I can wrap my mind around because nobody watches them. They don't write well. They do not write well. What do you mean by that? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If we ever did a segment like that, we'd lose like 90% of our listeners. They're like, why are they screaming at each other? Why, why, why is he yelling? I don't, I, don't, I don't like this. It's too aggressive. Somebody reminds me that AEW is in Tupelo tonight. Yes, if, as I said, if Richard were working today, I would not be. I would be on my way to Tupelo right now. Oh, Nathan, that's my buddy. Nathan and I are friends. He, do, he doesn't like me. Okay. Yeah. See the previous message. He doesn't like you? Look up just one. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's 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 tough because I don't agree with that statement. <laughs> uh, I just don't. But yeah, uh, I, would, I was planning to go to that, and then Richard got the uh, the assignment. I was like, oh well then. So Tim says I agree, or he agrees with me. Everyone is jealous of the SEC. It has been that way for a long time. I mean, that's what it. That's what it is. The, 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 it, what, what's bizarre to me, though, is that these are people that cover the sport, so they should understand the nuances of it. The Big Ten has a handful of places that when you go there, despite the weather, it feels SEC. Ohio State, Columbus is, is a big city. It's a huge campus. But the give a crap and the facility, like everything, it feels like it feels here. Same thing with Michigan to a degree although they're a little bit more snobby about it. Wisconsin really cares. Penn State really cares. Nebraska, despite their failures, really care. But as a whole, it's not the same. In the ACC, Clemson really does. Florida State really does. Virginia Tech really does, but the results don't prove it. But as a league, it's not the depth isn't there. In the SEC... Ole Miss and Mississippi State historically are at the bottom of the league. It's a, it's a, they are. Just, that, that's a fact. Right. But 60,000 people show up on game day. They recruit in the top 25 or the top 30 basically on an annual basis. They're attractive for transfer players. They are often ranked. And, and people can't wrap their minds around why that is. Because the give a crap, forgive me for not having a more eloquent phrase, is just stronger here. And because of that, the results are better, and geography is to the benefit as well. Because you have more states that produce more players than any other region in the country. And for some reason, despite every objective measure, every objective measure that tells you they win more, they invest more, they care more, and there's more players, people still deny that reality. That's what I keep going on and on and on about. These are people with massive platforms that cover the sport and pretend like that's not real. That's I find it so disingenuous. But anyway, speaking of college football, 100 teams in 100 days. We got a, we got a big one and then a fun one when we come back. That's what I'm going with. Team number 92 and team number 91 on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. We're not going to talk about them in the conference realignment context, 
But one of these is a linchpin in what would be a massive wave of conference realignment. Here's your spoiler, and you'll know who they are. They're holding out, though. They're not making a decision. They're staying put, and because of that, a lot of things are on hold. 100 teams in 100 days when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad. We continue our countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. This day is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This day is bananas. 100 teams in 100 days. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. guys like iconography or iconography whatever the word is iconic brand this is the one team number 91 Starkville High School would know that anywhere wait really and their fight song is the Notre Dame Victory March I forgot they have a long intro before the the good part. Yeah. Vicksburg High School is, uh, it's Hail to the Gators, but it's Hail to the Victors. It's a good fight song, too. There it is. There we go. There it is. There it is. Yeah, Notre Dame team number 91, Marcus Freeman, the head coach at Notre Dame, was promoted after Brian Kelly left for LSU. Recruiting is going really, really well for Notre Dame. Year one was kind of hit or miss for Marcus Freeman. Nine and four. They won the Gator Bowl. They were eight and four, won the Gator Bowl. And again, recruiting going really well for Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. Will the results on the field match it? We will see. A guy that I've bragged on for like two years now will be his quarterback, Sam Hartman. Uh, Offshoot. Sam Hartman is... Again, there's a lot of downsides and negative to NIL. We hear from you guys all the time. Hartman is one of those things that's good. We talked about Mississippi State basketball and the benefit that they're getting this year because of a guy that's kind of a fringe player, probably not an NBA player, more likely to end up in Europe, can stay here, can, what, get a master's degree and play basketball and develop and still make some money. Sam Hartman's another guy like that. Probably not an NFL quarterback, at least an early round pick. He'd be a late round guy. You know, he's he's a really, really, really good college quarterback, but that's probably all he is. In years past, though, he probably just would have entered the draft and and gone because he's playing as good as he possibly can play, and you're not improving your draft stock much. 
enter the portal, enter NIL, and he can stay in school, make some money. And college football, I think, is better off for having guys like Sam Hartman still playing in it. He's at Notre Dame, and he's at Wake Forest for the the last few years. Recorded stats all the way back in the 2018 season. Thanks for the extra COVID year and uh, a red shirt for that. Last two seasons, 2021 through for 4,200 yards, 39 touchdowns and 14 picks. Followed it up with 3,700 yards on 63% completions, 38 touchdowns and 12 picks. Guy that, even though it's at Notre Dame, not many people are talking about. It's all Drake May, Caleb Williams. He's poised to put up massive numbers this year at Notre Dame. Yeah. He's in that next tier of quarterbacks. You know, beyond like the, the top three to me in the country are Williams, Ewers, May. And then you've got a bunch of guys in that next tier. And Hartman is right there. Right there with the top guys. And can, can elevate himself because he's at a great program that will have an opportunity. You know, they have a huge game early with Ohio State. If they can find a way to win that, then they're right there in the playoff discussion. Yeah. And uh, for whatever it's worth, uh, so they lost. Uh, their offensive coordinator to Alabama, as we talked about. Uh, Gerard Parker is his replacement. He was the OC at West Virginia uh, for the last couple of years. He was also the passing game coordinator at Penn State in 2019. Uh, So good offenses under him. Now the guy at Notre Dame. I I like to kind of, not mock, but... I turned my nose up at the idea of iconic brands and stuff and how necessary they are in college football. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I say things about the movie Rudy because I think if it was somebody else, it would be more enjoyable for me. It's it's also highly fictionalized. It is. But, man, there's still that allure when it comes to Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, every... I hope, yes. I hope I get to go see a game there one day. I really you ask any college it. football fan, any college football fan who doesn't play Notre Dame regularly, what's the one road trip you wish your team would get? It's always Notre Dame. Always. It's always number. That's always number one. You know, you ask a state fan, you ask an Ole Miss fan, they're like, "I'd love to go to Notre Dame." How can we get them to pull that off? Is the next question. Be the twelve seed. When Notre Dame's the five. But, you know, it can happen now. Possibility. Very possible. You yeah. don't have to schedule it yeah. ten years you'll in never get a You'll never get a home-and-home home with them. Notre Dame would never do a home-and-home home with State or Ole Miss. But, yeah, I, don't I mean, think I don't so. think. But you could play them in the playoffs. Would you do a two-for-one? If you were Zach Selman, if you were Keith Carter, and you got to go oh, to if you and Notre Dame was like, no. hey, we'll play you, but you, you got to come you to our place twice. You are an SEC school. No, you're an SEC school. You have to act like one. Yeah, can't be taking that. And especially you, you would be, you would be, you would be insulted for that. Yeah, and, and, I mean, Ole Miss was able to get Southern Cal as a, a home and home. So, you know how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different. It's not Notre Dame, but it might as well be on the. You know, it's the same level. It's of, on the iconic brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no question. No question. Their schedule this year, you, you can't say, even though Notre Dame, again, is the, the linchpin in the conference realignment, if they decide to give up the independent thing, which it doesn't sound like they're going to, that will create chaos if they decide to join the Big Ten, 
or because they're currently in agreement with the ACC to play a certain number of ACC games per year, but they're not a member of the conference in football, they are in the other sports, that will create chaos. And you will have college football realignment that is more chaotic than when Texas and Oklahoma joined the SEC. Because then everybody would add, not just one league or two. Everybody would. They're scheduled this year. They ain't scared, that's for sure. They open with Navy in Dublin. That So we're at Team 91. That will be 83 days from right now, correct? Am I doing the math right? Yeah. 91, so we're 91 days. That game is 8 days. Yeah, 83. No. 83 plus 8 is... No, you're right. You're, right. you're yeah. correct. You are correct. Yes, let me stop talking. <laughs> 83 days away uh, in Dublin should be a cool environment. They come home to host Tennessee State. Then they go. We mentioned it yesterday or Wednesday when NC State was on our countdown. They go to Raleigh to face NC State in Week 3 on September 9th. That one could be interesting uh, to keep yeah. an eye on in Week 3. Central Michigan at home in Week 4. Here's the big one. They're hosting the return trip of Ohio State. Remember Marcus Freeman, uh, mm-hmm. an Ohio State alum, played linebacker there, had a, had a homecoming, and he said some things going into that game which made Ohio State fans really mad. Do you remember that? I do remember he, that. He talked about how his it's made fun of the academics of his own alma mater going into that game, basically is, is what he did. And Ohio State fans did not like it, even though he was only being honest about Notre Dame's a harder school to get into than Ohio State. That's just an objective fact. But either way, that game on September 23rd is going to be huge. And we don't have a kickoff time for that one yet, sadly. We don't know. It'll be at night, I think. Really? Yeah, I'm sure it will be, but we'll see. After that, they go to Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham, North Carolina. Hey, one of those games that the ACC just it holds them down. You know, when Clemson's got to go play Duke, just changes everything. Uh, back-to-back road games, actually. They're at Duke. They're at Louisville. Then they host Southern Cal on October 14th. They host Pittsburgh and then go to Clemson. So this is a team that people think are national championship contenders. They are at Clemson. They're playing Ohio State. They're at NC State. They're playing the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams. If they're going to win a national championship or if they're going to make the playoff, buddy, they will have earned it with this schedule. Yeah, no doubt. But Notre Dame is always going to be there with that. They always play tough schedule. I mean, you know they're always playing Ohio State or Michigan. They're always going to play Southern Cal. They, they, they find tough games, and then they play the ACC games. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hartman will play against his old team in his second-to-last game of the year. They're hosting Wake Forest, and then they go to Stanford, which that game used to have juice. There's no more juice. It really did. Yeah, it's gone now. I mean, that used to be like a huge rivalry. It was, yeah, it was a big game. And now Stanford just hasn't been good, so. Yeah. We'll do famous alums and then team number 90. We'll go to the Big 12 for team number 90 when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere.
Mississippi. Here's more <laughs> Super Talk Mississippi. Couple quick messages. Tim in Ridgeland says I attended the Ole Miss at Notre Dame game in 1985. Great experience, I bet, especially back then when they didn't, because they they started changing the stadium and updating it and adding things and and whatnot. And they used to not allow, and they may still not, but I know up until a few years ago they wouldn't allow music in the stadium. It was just the band. the The band wow. was the music. Yeah. So, cool experience. Another message says, go to Notre Dame for a game that your team isn't in. It's more enjoyable that way. That would make a lot of sense, actually. That's true about almost any college football stadium, though. You know, yeah. I mean, if you can go to a game and just enjoy the game and you are not, you don't have the, uh, the emotional uh, uh, baggage going on, yeah, yeah, it's always better. All right, famous alums, Notre Dame, probably a good list. A lot of them. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett is number one on this list. Uh, she was a uh, classmate of our friend Charlie Winfield. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, Jim Caviezel from uh, the Last Temptation. I'm sorry, the Passion of the Christ. Uh, Condoleezza Rice. Not a, not a bad choice there. Regis Philbin. Obviously, a great one. probably maybe the most maybe the most well known in terms of being a Notre Dame alum uh, would be him. Uh, from non sports here, obviously you got a lot of great. Uh, Politicians and things like that. Hannah Storm went to Notre Dame. Okay. Um, that's about it. Everybody else, we're getting into sports here. And Rudy. And Rudy. Rudy's actually 10th on this list, but no. Thanks to that movie. Team number 90. We go to the Big 12 for this one. Team number nine is team number 91. Forgive me, team number 91 on the countdown is Kansas. I considered playing, uh, we're playing basketball for their fight song. <laughs> Should be. But I chose not to because they were a bowl team a year ago. Remember, they had a shootout with Arkansas, a game that Arkansas should have lost if. We're being honest. Yeah. Lance Leopold enters his third season, and he is an interesting case study in hiring. Similar to Kleiman at Kansas State, uh, just hire winners. He was at Wisconsin Whitewater, Wisconsin Whitewater, and if you guys aren't familiar with that, that is one of the two programs in Division Three that win every championship. It's them and Mount Union, and they went back and forth every year. He won one, two, three, four, five, six national championships. In eight years at Wisconsin, Whitewater, Buffalo hired him. He got Buffalo on track. Kansas hired him. He goes 2-10 and ten in year one because that job is a disaster. Gets to a bowl game last year. Again, the Liberty Bowl lost to Arkansas. Had some suitors. Signed a contract extension. If he has another really good year, we'll see. They're doing stadium renovations, and they promise to invest in football. But again, we will see. They're led by Jalen Daniels. He's an electric quarterback, a great player. Got hurt, missed a bunch of time last year, but still threw for just over 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, four picks, and ran for another 420 yards and had seven touchdowns for good measure. Kansas was fun last year, and then he got hurt, and that kind of they, they lost momentum there. But 
They were fun and interesting, which is mm-hmm. a compliment for Kansas football. They provided my favorite moment of bowl season was when they scored and the guy in the full Arkansas Razorback costume stood in front and blocked the camera and put his hands up. I've watched that clip 600 times. I have laughed every time I've watched it. Their schedule, they open with Missouri State, who used to be coached by Bobby Petrino, but you know he's now at Texas A&M. Week two, at home, Illinois. Burt Bielema's interesting game. fighting Illini going to Lawrence in Week 2. Nevada yeah. in Reno in Week 3 because, you know, why not? Uh, and yeah. then they, they turn around and host BYU at home. That is an interesting slate of games there uh, to start the season, actually. A, a road trip to Reno hosting BYU and hosting Illinois. For a team that was competitive and good last year, and again, quarterback should be healthy, it might be an intriguing start for Kansas. And again, you don't get to say that, like, ever. They're a team that I'm interested in because I want to see how it goes. Then they go to Austin. Look out, Longhorns. Uh, Never know. You never know. UCF, by the way, joined the Big 12. They'll be in Lawrence. Then they go to Oklahoma State. Host Oklahoma, go to Ames, host Texas Tech, host Kansas State, and go to Cincinnati. We're up against a hard break. Uh, famous alums. Paul Rudd. Good uh, one. Number one, Don Johnson, Mandy Patankin, Scott Bakula. Uh, and I, there was one more down here that, that caught my eye. Hold on. Where did he go? Where did he go? Bill James. No, it's a sports guy, but maybe the most influential force on baseball in the last two decades, right? So. Yeah. Also, he's famous in sports, but Dean Smith went to Kansas, but was the head coach at North Carolina for all those years. How did they not get him away? One time, all from a million dollars at that back in 1972. Come on. No idea. But anyway, team number 91. That's right, guys. 91 days tomorrow because we had to make up for tomorrow, until the start of your team's college football season. Speaking of college football, we'll do the fix when we come back. Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Haydad, it's great to be with you on this Friday, regional Friday afternoon. We'll do a quick rundown of the scores and the results, and then we got to get to the college football fix. A recruiting blitz, uh, whatever we're going to call it, big, big recruiting night for Mississippi State. Haydad will tell you all about it, but real quick, we'll give you the rundown. Southern Miss lost today to Samford. Tanner Hall was excellent, but it uh, was not enough. 4-2 in extra innings. They'll play the loser of Penn and Auburn. LSU took care of Tulane, 7-2. Virginia beat up on Army, 15-1. Clemson beat up on Lipscomb in in their regional, 12-5. NC State beat Campbell. People thought Campbell should have hosted. They lose game one of the Columbia Regional. Columbia, South Carolina, that is. Duke beat 
UNC Wilmington 12-3 in the Conway Regional. Texas beat Louisiana 2-1, close one in Coral Gables. Arkansas's got a huge lead over Santa Clara, 13-5. That's in the top of the eighth in their regional. Texas Tech beat UConn 3-2 in the Gainesville Regional. Florida's already playing. They're up 2-0 in the second over Florida A&M. Kentucky in their regional beat Ball State 4-0. Oregon beat Xavier in Nashville in the Vanderbilt Regional 5-4. San Jose State has an early lead on Stanford in the Stanford Regional 2-1 in the bottom of the third. Washington beat Dallas Baptist 9-5 in the Stillwater Regional. Indiana State had to come back in their own regional to beat Wright State 6-5. Troy and Boston College are still in a weather delay. And Maryland in the... Winston's uh, Troy Boston College, by the way, in Tuscaloosa. In Winston-Salem in the Wake Forest Regional, Maryland will play the winner of Wake Forest and George Mason after beating Northeastern 7-2. It's time for the College Football Fix. We're going to talk recruiting today, but recruit yourself. Oh, that's lame. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to finish that statement. An F-150 driven by Ford in your local Mississippi Ford dealer. I got you. I've got you. I've got you. You should commit to visiting your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Yes. This weekend, it's test driving F-150. Been the best-selling truck in America for almost five decades. The college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. So Mississippi State. You won't need need an NIL deal to afford a great Ford pickup truck. Love it. So, big day yesterday. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, the top dog camp. State does two of these a year, the invite-only camps. The, the rest of the summer will be you know, the full-team camps and things of that nature. Uh, this, was the, this was basically they had most of their top targets. You know, We did a segment a few weeks ago about State and their recruiting and, and how it was off to a slow start. We just needed a little patience, I guess, because once they got these guys onto campus, you, you sort of see what happens. So State starts the evening off by getting a guy been leaning towards Mississippi State the whole time, but Terrence Hibbler, big kid out of Lexington, Mississippi, Holmes County uh, Central High School up there, 6'3", 285, four-star defensive lineman. Uh, sort of, you know, there's so much great defensive talent and defensive line talent in the state this year. It, it, everybody's going to get some, but State, you know, with what they've done in, the, in these past few years in the NFL, they should be getting their share of them, and, and Hibbler's a good start to that. They picked up a commitment from Luke Work, a big offensive lineman out of Memphis from, I, I can never pronounce this, Lausanne Collegiate School. I could be wrong. Uh, his, his rating is interesting. He only has a 24-7 rating, which isn't very high at this time, but he's an Army All-American. So he'll play in that Army uh, All-American postseason game uh, at the end of the year. That's usually reserved for the four- and five-star kids, so I won't be surprised to see that rainy go up. Yeah, that, those season. two things don't seem to add up on the surface. They don't. They don't. I'm sure it'll, it'll get worked out. State picked up another commitment, and it, but it's not, and this is one of those things that these kids do. Um, it's not public, public yet, but it's you know that he's committed. Uh, the kid's name is Traveris Banks, a four-star safety out of of all places, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, um, and a kid with with some really good offers from around the SEC, including Alabama. Now I know that an Alabama offer doesn't necessarily mean that you can call up Alabama and commit, but. They liked him enough to bring him in. Four star kid. Uh, I mean, you know, not a not a low four star. You know, you see some of these kids are like the ninety ninety one range. He's almost a ninety four composite score. So a really good prospect. He will make his official public commitment on the eighteenth, which I believe is his mom's birthday. So that's how they're doing okay. it. But it's it's a done deal. It's a done deal. On top of that, state 
made a lot of headway, from what I'm told, with a lot of their top targets, including you know a player like P.J. Woodland, who's the top defensive back in the state. Uh, and, of course, the guy that they're really after, Stonka Burnside, the receiver from, from Starkville. They, they are determined not to have uh, I'm another A.J. Brown situation. I'm sorry. Did you say Stonka? Yes. Stonk, well, Stonka is his nickname. His oh. first name is Braylon. Oh, yeah. I, I was about to get nickname. really excited at yeah. the prospect it's, it's of a guy named like truly named Stonka. No, nah, that's just a nickname, unfortunately. But uh, uh, Chad Bumpus has been a huge key in this guy's recruitment for Mississippi State, as, as we kind of suspected. The Bumpus would be able to to relate to these Mississippi kids, especially the receivers. Uh, State made a lot of, of progress with him last night. And then also noteworthy, uh, Ole Miss commitment, uh, uh, Fred, another elite-level nickname here, Fat Clark, huh? uh, was at camp last night. He decommitted from Ole Miss while at Mississippi State last night. Probably can read the tea leaves on that one. I would expect him to be in Mississippi State's class. Yeah, Vanderbilt. Uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I would expect him to be in, on the maroon and white side of the state uh, sooner rather than later. So a really good night. From what I'm told, State made a lot of headway with a lot of its top targets. And State's picked up two commitments in the, in the last two days. Uh, the Banks kid will commit uh, mid, middle of the month. There may be two or three more commitments in the coming days. I hate the term private commitments and, you know, yeah. I, I hate all that. But at the same time, that's that's what I'm being told. So people hate this question, but it's just part of the part of the recruiting now. Uh, did yeah. Is this a result of a possible mindset shift in terms of engaging on the NIL front with high school players? So I don't know if you saw it. It was tweeted out late uh, Wednesday night or Tuesday night. I'm sorry. No, no, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday night. Uh, but the Bulldog Initiative tweeted out a graphic of all of the football true freshmen who have signed NIL deals with the Bulldog Initiative. So what you're sort of seeing there, if you can read between the lines, is we're not offering these as recruiting inducements, but once you get here, you're going to get an NIL deal. So, you know, smart of the of the Bulldog Initiative to, to put out that graphic and sort of show, you know, that that hey, once you come to Mississippi State, there there are gonna be things in place. I don't think it's it's a so much a shift. You know, a lot of these kids I, the NIL is not as big a, a deal. Luke Work came from a Mississippi State family. He's a kid who, who said in his commitment article, it has been my dream to play hmm. at Mississippi State. So that's that I'm not worried. Hibbler, I mean, he's got, you know, two or three teammates uh, on this team right now from Holmes County. Holmes County has been a good spot for, for Mississippi State these past few years. So I don't know that how, you know, I'm sure there's NIL involved. But I don't know that it's the driving factor for any of us. Yeah, and I've noticed uh, also because it's a it's a factor in recruiting. It is. It is. It is. It is. You often do see though players talking about openly, like, "Hey, it was part of it, but not the only thing." Like, I'm not just right. going to go to a school. This to- is what I've always said. This about illegal recruiting, Michael. Is that it's there? Everybody's doling out money, right? But the kids still make their decisions based off, of, for the most part, there are going to be some who are just given a godfather offer, yeah. and you can't turn it down, right? But for the most part, if all the offers are equal, you are picking the school based on your 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 role in, 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 in the offense or the defense and the coaches that you like and how you feel comfortable on campus. You make the decision for the right reason, and then there's just other reasons in there. You know, are other kids who get bought and they they're unhappy, and that's why they end up in the portal the next year. Yeah, sure, of course, all the time. Are. Yeah, but but most of these kids are just making their decision 
the same way everybody else does. They're like, I like this coaching staff. I like the the, the players. I feel like I'm a good fit there. That's where I want to go. Okay. Also, you got to think about Mississippi kids. A lot of them just grow up Bulldogs. They grow up Rebels, and that's what they want to be. Until people get in their ear and tell them that they have to leave to be successful, and then they leave, and more often than not, they're not. But that, that's, that's maybe you, a that's conversation the transfer, for a different the, day. The transfer portal has, has been a pretty steady uh, influx of Mississippi kids back to Mississippi. Yeah. You know, you've seen you've seen a lot of that. You are uh, think you're going to continue to as well. It might still be happening. Uh, you are hearing less stories about bad acting handlers, but but those people still exist. And, and I think Absolutely that Absolutely still exist. Absolutely. And that's the worst. When you've got an adult seizing on a high school kid and manipulating them for their financial benefit. I, I you you could not it's hard to find something that's not illegal that I look less, or I think less of, than adults manipulating yeah. kids for their own financial benefit. It, abs- it absolutely happens. All and 99% of the time, I feel like the kid ends up in a bad situation, and it never gets better for him. Nope. But, so. Yeah. That's how if it you're is. Not, if, you're, if, you're listed, if you're within the sound of my voice... And you're not related to a high school recruit, and you feel like you have influence over that high school recruit's recruiting decision. Don't don't do it. Just don't do it. Let the kid make his own decision. Don't don't make that decision for him. Don't put your your two cents in. It's usually unwanted. It's certainly unneeded. Yeah. Food Friday. What are you cooking this weekend? What's on the grill? What are you making? We'll tell you what we are grilling this weekend, and we want to hear from you as well on the text line. 601-879-4395, the C Spire text line. Let us know. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's big. Brace yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi. True story. So, when I was in early high school, ninth grade, which I know it's different in other places, ninth grade was freshman year of high school for us. I know some places you go to like transitional school, like seventh, eighth, and ninth, and then anyway, doesn't matter. Freshman in high school. I loved Bob Marley, but not for the reasons that other people love Bob Marley. I just, this is great music. This makes you feel good, you know? And I loved him. And so we got to choose an important political figure was the assignment to do a full report on, like biography on their life. We had to do like a display and everything. Everybody's choosing presidents and Supreme Court justices. And I chose Bob Marley. And I did my whole thing on Bob Marley because he was a political activist he was. in Jamaica. And my parents had to sit down with my teacher and two assistant principals. I guess the head principal was busy that day. Asking about if I'm a drug user or not. And they had to have a whole meeting. I wasn't there. I wasn't allowed. But a whole meeting. They were concerned about my choices for who I admire. 
because of Bob Marley's symbolism. And I didn't know. I mean, I, I was 14. I was like, this, I like this guy's music. He's got dreads. Like, he's cool. I didn't know that he was synonymous with people just getting high all the time. And so my parents got called to the principal to, to make sure that their kid was okay because... Ah. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Oh, I was such a good kid, and every and I swear everybody thought I was bad because of stuff like that. But either way, either way, it's time for Food Friday at five twenty every Friday. We talk about just this. Some of the most fun we have on this show is talking about cooking out, grilling, barbecuing. Don't call it barbecuing, okay? That drives me nuts. It's, no, it's making not. barbecue or grilling. It's not barbecuing. People from Ohio cooking out. Cooking out. Whatever. But this segment was kind of born organically, and it became a great partnership with our friends at Polk's Meat. Each Friday at this time, we talk about our favorite ways to grill their delicious Polk's original. Polk's Cajun, put that, by the way, in if you're doing crawfish boils. I know the season's getting close to being over, but that you still should be able to get some, I think. If you can, put your Polk's in your crawfish boil. Got to. Uh, they're oh, yeah. Cajun and garlic and green onion sausages, as well as our other barbecue favorites. No buts about it. Folks, picky people pick Polk's. What are you cooking this weekend? We had a good cooking weekend at the Haydad household. So I mentioned uh, last week, or I mentioned a couple weeks ago, or I've been talking about it a lot on the podcast, that uh, we're starting our uh, Superior Catfish Tour. This coming week, on this Thursday, we'll start here in Starkville at the Little Dewey. Check that out, by the way, if you're going to be in town. You have lunch with us at the Little Dewey, live thunder and lightning, and uh, Zach Selman will be joining us. You have a and, PA, right? Like, people are going to be able to hear you, or do you yeah, just have yeah, to yeah. yell at people, him? People, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Thunder and lightning! I kind of feel like it would be funnier if you would just if you just had to yell the whole time. That'd be great. Zach! Zach, tell us about what they said on the schedule! Anyway, but... When we went and toured the catfish plant a few weeks back to set all this up, they gave us a case of catfish fillets, me and Robbie each. So we're frying fish tomorrow. Fried fish. Yeah. Fried catfish. Fried superior catfish. So it's going to be fantastic. So that's Saturday. Sunday, and I just went to the store today. I was like, let's look around. Let's see what, let's see what, you know, let's, let's, let's try to draw inspiration. And I draw my biggest inspiration from my bank account. What's cheap? What's on sale? Baby back ribs were on sale. Nice. So I got two slabs of baby backs. Those will go on the grill for Sunday. I think I'm going to do some cheese grits with those. Ooh. Yeah. I like where your head's at. When you fry catfish, do you do anything else with it? Like, do you put it on sandwiches, on top of I mean, etouffee uh, or whatever, just get, or you just eat it? Oh, I, will give, I can't do etouffee because, I mean, now we're talking about shellfish and stuff, and my wife right. can't have that, but... But no, I'm I'm a purist. Maybe a little hot sauce is all I want. It's really all you need so, too. They gave us they gave us uh, some some hush puppies too, so those will probably get fried up as well. Somebody says you need that Maroon Five song. I think talking about thunder and lightning. I, I is don't it a Maroon Five song. I don't know. No, that's not Maroon Five. That's uh that's Imagine Dragons. Oh. Oh, that's the worst song ever! What are you, are you crazy? Thunder and the thunder and the thunder and the thunder. Thunder? No, we're not doing that. Make sure you clip that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, oh no, he, he's sorry. Don't be sorry. We're just picking on you, man. No, we are. We are. We are just 
But that that is that song is, and I, I don't want to go with that. No, so. uh, that song that they did though, radioactive, was a pretty a good song. bad. You know what stadium song there for a while. That's a good. That's a great stadium anthem. So, all right, what are you cooking up? So tonight, I'm I'm alone tonight, and I've got a big old bag of chicken wings, and I am feeling lazy. Now we're talking is my thing though. I'm feeling lazy, so I think what I'm going to do is just oven bake them. Getting a smoker oh, ready, no. if you don't have a Traeger, like if you have just a, like a, a smoker, it's kind of a pain. And what I want to do... You, have a, you got a grill? You I have, have an egg, is what I have. Uh, that's that's um, too much work. Well, yeah. it, it was a, a gift years ago. But yeah, what I want to do is I want to go home, put baseball on TV, and mostly watch field days on YouTube on my phone because the baseball is going to bore me. But uh, I put baseball on TV, and I don't want to give much effort. But I've got a gigantic bag of chicken wings that I do want to eat. So I think what I'm going to do is is just toss them. Uh, I, I use Malcolm's The Barbecue Rub, and then I'll mix a little yeah. Slap Your Mama in there, spice it up a little bit. Yeah. Just toss it in that. Yeah, yeah. I'll oven bake it until temperature. Uh, cook some bacon and... Let the wings kind of rest and cool down a little bit, and then I'll I'll finish them off in the bacon grease, and that's about as much effort mm-hmm. as I want to give uh, tonight. And I have not planned ahead tomorrow at all, so I'm being lazy with okay. wings tonight, kinda. And then we'll play it by ear the rest of the weekend because I have no no clue. But those are uh, kind of the plans for now. Dwayne, work. Dwayne work. says that uh, that music's. Speaking of Bob Marley, will make you want a doobie. Yeah, something like that. Don't tell Gallo. A doobie. Sue says, have you tried... You're going to have plenty of time to smoke doobies when you're living in a van down by the river. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. May he rest in peace. Sue says... Have you tried taking those catfish fillets, cook them on the grill, and they have and add just a touch of barbecue sauce too? So, sounds good, but I want fried catfish. I want I want it crispy. Yeah, me too. Although, yeah. when people say you have to fry catfish to make it good, you're not buying it from from here apparently, because that's not true. Now it's great fried. Don't get me wrong, but you can have. Yeah, you can make it in other ways, and it still be good. When you people can say that, it or, 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 yeah. or pan fried, it's fine. Yeah, it's just perfectly good. Mike says, "Go buy an air fryer on your way home for a hundred bucks." No, Richard's giving me his, and I, I'm, I'm I'm putting my flag down. Never gonna, you shall never not pass. Gonna happen. It's not going to happen. He did hold a vest that our good friends at Genteel Apparel. Check them out, genteelapparel.com, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. Uh, they sent me a vest, or, well, they gave it to Richard to give to me. Mm. At the start of vest season is when he got this vest. I didn't get it until a few weeks ago when it started becoming 90 degrees outside. Like, thanks, man. I I appreciate it (laughs) for next year. Thank you, Richard. Not grilling, but whipping up some redfish piccata tonight. Okay, help me out. What is piccata again? Is that where you cook it with the citrus? White white wine and capers. Okay, no. That's not what I'm thinking of. You probably squeeze a little lemon in it, yeah. But what is it called when you cook fish and shrimp with just the acid in... Oh, ceviche. 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 Ah. 
Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Dwayne sent us a picture of his bacon-wrapped pork tenderloin stuffed with brisket and pepper jack cheese, and he wants some advice on how to cook it. Until it is done. Uh, I would I would just, I mean, what, pork tenderloin? So 145, maybe? And make sure the bacon's crispy? So like maybe like take it, if you're going to cook it on the grill... Do it indirect. Once it gets to like 135, roll it over to the direct side and crisp up that bacon. Should carry it up into the 145 range and you'll be good to go. Sounds good to me. Somebody says nothing wrong with oven baked wings. Just broil for the last few nah. minutes and crypt up, uh, crypt up, crisp up crisp. is what he's saying. Crisp. The, uh, the skin. We don't support the crips, the bloods, any of those here on this show. We, we are against gang violence. Well, yes. Disavow. <laughs> we disavow. <laughs> uh, I'm having a great conversation with Luke in Oxford as we're as we're talking about Matt Foley. <laughs> Dad, why don't you shut your big yapper? Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. Food Friday presented by Polks and our good friends at Polk Meat. Polks Meat. Uh, tell us what you're cooking. We'll read some more when we come back. Super Talk Mississippi. Check the side. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi. A few more of your messages. Somebody's doing a hash brown casserole and folks love uh, to hear it. They had a funny experience in the grocery store about somebody buying Polk's and then turns out they know me not from the show but like also in our personal life but he said hey and he pulled out a link of Polk's in his basket and said I got that because of you I said see advertising works look at that again he's absolutely it works I I would call him he's kind of like becoming a friend not a friend yet but becoming one so he's an acquaintance right now yeah so I feel like it's a little cheap to brag on, but yeah, advertising works. Um, enjoy that. Sounds uh, sounds good. Clyde in West Point says put some Tony's seasoning in your brats. Yeah, I, I, and is that what he's trying to say in my brats? In your dentist brat is what he said. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to say there. I like Tony's seasoning though. Sprinkle it on everything. Yeah, okay. Roll them in a light coating of, of cornstarch to make the wings crispy. Noted. That's a true story. Yeah. I've never done Malcolm that. Why have I not done that? You can, do it on the, you can do it on the grill, too. And you, you may not believe this, but it comes out like fried chicken on the grill. Really? Definitely should try that. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm's got a good video on it that you should check out. You just you roll it, you, you season it, and then you season it. I am I'm a big believer when you do fried chicken. Of any kind, or wings of any kind, if you're going to put a breading on. You season the chicken, and you season the breading. you got to double it up. And so that's what I would do. I would season the yeah, chicken. Yeah, you can have bland the, fried chicken. That is possible. Right. Yeah, so if you season the chicken, then you got the, the breading. You got seasoning under the breading, and the breading has seasoning. That's how I do it. And so anyway, you season your breading, shake them in there, and you just go put them on the grill. And, and you know, I'm, I've told you about that vortex that I have, that, that thing that... 
lets you put the charcoal in the middle and you put the wings around it. Mm-hmm. And if you just walk away, because if you if you check on it a lot, you're gonna be like, this isn't working. Like you're gonna look at it and that that cornmeal gets a little wet to start and it's like melting and it's like, oh god, I've screwed up. Just walk away, come back in like 30, 40 minutes, and then it'll be crispy, and just let them cook. And you got you got you get you get fried chicken on the grill. I love fried chicken. That's what uh, that's what he meant, by the way. And your fish fry put okay. uh, some Tonys in there. I got you. Voice got text you. or whatever. Well, hey, good... We appreciate you being a part of the show and do it yeah, safely. Yeah. And and we'll interpret the well, voice text as we sometimes go. we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. So the good folks at Superior gave me uh, two packages of their own breading. So there, that process, by the way. Really, so you know they they taste the, they have to taste the catfish as it comes in, right? Mm-hmm. So they have somebody who's that's their job is to taste catfish, and you're like, great! I just sit there and eat fried catfish all day. No, no, they microwave it with no seasoning, and you just have to taste. And what you're tasting is not so much does it taste good as is does it taste weird. And if it tastes weird, it's out. And if you don't taste anything at all, that's what you want. But they microwave it? Like they don't run it through an oven or yeah, something? I've never seen it. I've never seen anything like they had they had a room with like six microwaves in it and they were just running through them. I was like, I don't know that I I was like, because when I turned to the tasting room, I was like, this is gonna be great. They just gotta have yeah. like fryers in there and they're frying up catfish. I'm gonna jump in. No. They did have a fryer, but that was for special guests like us. That was not for just the average uh, thing. Tasting so really room. interesting. How do you, how do you get that job? They had a woman in there who had been working there for a very long time. They said, anything you want to know about the taste of catfish, she, they would tell you. She, she was an expert on that subject. Do you have to have like a special palate or something? Is it like a sommelier where... You know, that's a good question. That's a good question. You know, my wife's job, she, she, works, she, she works for a, a children's clothing company, as you know. Yeah. And like to get the job, she had to take a color test to be able to spot very small differences between colors. Like, here's two colors that look exactly the same to a normal person, but can you spot the difference? My guess is there's something to that. Like, you can't just walk in there and be like, I like to eat catfish and get the job. Yeah. You got to, like, probably take a test and be like, okay, can you tell the difference between this, this, and this? And if you can't, then you're out. You ever seen the videos of the master sommeliers going through their their test? Yeah. It's mind-blowing. If you guys have never seen that and you're bored this weekend, YouTube master sommelier test, you'll find one. And a guy will... I think it's 30 different points that they have to get accurately to get the title of Master Sommelier. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a wine expert that high-end restaurants or or places will use these people to give a perfect pairing for their meals and stuff like that. Anyway, they are allowed to take one sip of wine. That's That's all he takes. And he can tell you the year, obviously what kind of grapes, what season or month they were harvested, what country and the region of that country, all of the notes, I think it's 30 different points, but this guy's like, 2009, South Africa, in January, in this region of South Africa. Like, by tasting the wine, he can tell you all of those different dates. I can do that. Just be like, hmm, it's a 2023 Mad Dog. Yes, it's the blue, you can see from the color. I mean, mine and whiskey, like, I can tell you what bad whiskey is, but I can't tell you the difference between well, good yeah. ones. Yeah, you if know? I gave you, like, a, a blind taste test of, like, some Blanton's and some, uh, some you know, Jefferson Reserve, and you'd just be like, 
I would know the difference. They're both good. You're like, they're both good. Yeah, I wouldn't know <laughs> I the know. difference I meant. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're both high-end, yeah. But if so. you gave me, like, Evan Williams' green label, which was my college Ooh. whiskey of choice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because it was seven fifty for for a fifth. And then uh, you knew we were having a party at University Hills if you saw us walking out with two fifths of Evan Williams and a, maybe a fifth of Smirnoff. Oh yeah, those were the good old days. Those were the good old days. And also, I don't know how I'm still alive today, but you know, and some Beast Light, a couple cases of Beast Light. Beast Light is that still around? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I have no idea. I haven't. Tr- thankfully, thankfully, I haven't had to try to buy Beast Light in a long, long time. I thought about that today. I was thinking, like, you know, we used to go tailgate when we were in college, and we thought we were such great cooks because, we, you know, we, we bought a pork loin and seasoned it with Tony's and threw it on the grill. Like, yeah. this is the height of luxury. You know, we had, had uh, you know, a couple cases of Beast Light going. And I was like, could we do that now? Could we have a tailgate where we're just like, here's what we used to cook and here's what we used to drink. We're going to drink cheap whiskey and cheap beer. and We'd probably be dead before the game. It would be fun, though. Little nostalgia for for like an hour, you know. The, the nostalgia kicks in, and then it's over, you know. Yeah, and then have like Eve six on your playlist for the tailgate. You know, really take you back to the nineties. Well, no, come on now. I mean, we're talking about ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. Like Hootie and Better Than Ezra. Oh yeah, that's yeah, good. I'm, 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 a, I'm a little little older than you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Jason says, try some deep fried gar and carp. It's better than you think. Here you go. fish is good, man. Yeah. Debbie is always cooking, and she says they're throwing steaks on the green egg with bacon-wrapped asparagus, jalapeno poppers, and frying freshly caught red snapper. Man, you, Debbie, you are living right always. Every week you make me jealous. Every single week. It's a talent. Yeah, she's, she's living the good life. A, a gift of yours. And she's on the coast on top of that. Like she's not, she's not just eating all this great food. No offense to the fine people of Ackerman, but she's not just an Ackerman doing this. She's living on the coast too. Yeah. Hunter's uh, got a Saturday menu of about twelve people: barbecue bologna, a uh, very underrated barbecue dish, by the way. Mississippi round steak. Yes, Good sir. Stuff. Stuffed cheeseburgers with gouda. Add a boy potato salad, fried okra. And pound cake with vanilla ice cream. Big college baseball weekend on the patio. Lots of good food and friends. Appreciate you, Hunter. You are uh, no, no, you're the man. Read the rest of it. I'm not going to read the rest of it. it. I've picked on Richard enough today. I'll read it. I've picked on Richard don't enough. Don't tell today. Rich, but I don't miss a minute of it when it's just Borky and Haydad. Y'all are as smooth as honey butter in the Mississippi heat. Love Have it. a great weekend, guys. I love I it. like that. Smooth. I do, too. Double seasoned breaded chicken, darn right, somebody says. That's, that's the only way. Somebody says that sounds like a punishment job. To eat and get paid for it? What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's, it's okay. I'd take it. Barry's doing a sushi I mean, just... BLT, a nice piece of ahi tuna, sear on both sides, toasted sourdough, crispy bacon, sriracha aioli, and green onions. My goodness, I need to take a picture of this. Because there's a... Oh, did you send a picture? No, oh, okay. I need to oh, take, take a picture, a picture of, of the recipe. I got you. Yeah, because there is a, uh, there's a grocery store in town that has tuna that you know if you buy it right before it's about to go bad they mark it off like 75 percent and it's still you can still eat it it's still good tuna is if you want to eat and eat quickly 
Like tuna's the best thing. Go get a couple tuna steaks. That's literally five minutes in a hot pan. Yeah. At most. Two minutes, flip, two minutes, done. I like to squeeze put, a little lemon or lime over yeah. it and you're good. Maybe a little everything bagel seasoning sometimes also. That's a good one put on it. So I, I do the Danos treatment. I give it the either the spicy Danos or the hot chipotle Danos. That's the maroon cap. And I give it the uh the uh the everything bagel. I got I just got my new uh I, I was a, I'm a good enough Dano's customer that I was on the pre-order list for their new cheesening, so I'm going to try that on some hey. uh, some some chicken tonight. Nice. We get a message that it's says, "My name is Evan Williams." No joke. Green label is nasty. Yeah, if we really felt like splurging, we'd get the white label, as if that Ooh, was different. That's big money. Big money for us in the day was Jack Daniels. That was like our Crown Royal. If you got we had Crown Royal, that was a a, a big weekend. Uh, the Canadian whiskey, though. How dare you? We'll read more of your messages and wrap up the show when we come back. Are we going to do this? Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Borky. He's Aiden. We're going to... Try to get through all these messages because I, I want to read all these messages. We appreciate you guys listening and being part of the show on this Friday, this June Friday. It's already June. That's a good thing. College football season's getting closer. But let's get to all these because if you spent time in your day texting this show, I want to spend time of this show letting you be a part of it. Price is making boiled crawfish and shrimp at a boy. Not enough shrimp boils around here. I know crawfish is really prevalent, but. Throw a little shrimp in there as well. You can get that too. The Gulf isn't far away. Another message after uh, or attest to soaking some of your fish in hot sauce a couple hours before frying. You will love it. I just put it on. I just put it on after it's fried. Just easier. Especially the hot sauce that I use. The rest of the family couldn't eat it. Oh, I see. But still, it, the the nice uh, marinade wouldn't hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. I like it simple. Fried catfish should be simple. Yeah. I don't want to do a lot of work. Somebody said, uh, Clyde in West Point says, Yeah, I used to help my stepdad commercial fish. We always had a taste test on Fridays. There you go. Green striped scotch, the breakfast of frat champions in the early 1980s in Oxford. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Scotch is a tough drink, you know. If you don't have a taste for it, it's like drinking dirt. But I can't imagine a cheap scotch. That had to be just total gut rot. Ugh. But I feel you. I've been <laughs> there. Just not scotch. It was just bourbon. Yeah. Just really bad, yeah. really, oh, yeah, yeah. really bad bourbon. Yeah. Jeff, see, advertising works. Just ordered some catfish to be delivered to my front door. There you go. We get fried red snapper cheeks. Congrats to you. That sounds awesome. That does sound good, yeah. Apple crown, smooth, cold, and straight makes for a good night. Varying definitions of good, I suppose. Depends on what it makes you do, you know? I'm a social happy drinker, so. Yeah, me, I... I I like to meet people when I get drunk. Uh, me too. Like I, I, I want music playing. Like I just uh, want to talk yeah. to everybody. But I'm, yeah. I'm a big Irish goodbye person, though. Oh, I was, absolutely. I was famous just for that. Look in up, college, like where'd he man. go? 
Yeah. yeah. Like once I and for some reason I had that internal like body clock of okay I've had enough time to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would just leave. I would tell anybody I'd just be gone. And every, I'd wake up in the morning, dude, where'd you go? In bed. I'm, I'm old enough now, especially. Like, I'll say goodbye if, if we're all at the table. But if I'm just hanging out with someone, I'll just be like, I'm going. I got no problem doing it. <laughs> Baseball update, please. Uh, I'll get to a score rundown. Most of the scores from earlier, though, are, uh, are final. But we'll get to that here in a second. Mark in Sandhill sent us a bottle of uh, Knob Creek that he's drinking tonight. Smoked maple. Yeah, that's... Ooh. You're going to have a good night. Probably pretty good. Jason says he could drink Carlsberg in Europe by the bucket. Here it's the same slop and foam as Budweiser. Everything's better in Europe. Well, except for the sports and politics and the economy well, I'm, just saying, and like, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about from a, a culinary standpoint the, the record in revolutionary wars you, you know things like that yeah i don't know how the record goes with the french because they revolted against themselves 17 i don't know 76 jeff in oxford remembers his time in the air force drinking soco that was too expensive for me <laughs> we were <laughs> yeah you wouldn't have a dr Sakosa. that was one of those uh that was one of those Splurge things if you were getting Soco. Like if you're going to a date party or something, the girl would always provide Ooh. what, and that would be one that you would little, suggest because you thought you were fancy. Southern comfort. There yeah. you go. Because uh. apparently you were fancy. Bob and Pontotoc says he likes his Polk's Cajun sausage chopped up and mixed with mozzarella cheese and bacon and put in a bell pepper. Wow. Yeah. That's a good. That sounds like a good stuffed pepper. There, yeah, I agree with that. He says, put beer in it and then top it off with pepper jack cheese and a good dill pickle. Interesting. Stuff peppers don't get enough love on this program, I don't think. Yeah, that's something you can smoke, too, if you want to go the Richard route of everything has to be cooked on the grill. Including lasagna. Including lasagna. Oh, look, we appreciate you guys hanging out w- with us on this Friday. A little, a little relaxing day, and that's okay. It's the first day of June, and the one baseball team left in the state lost today. So we had a little bit of fun. Hope you guys did as well. Southern Miss will be back in action. We don't know the opponent. The assumption is it'll be Penn, but we'll see. I mean, fours beat ones sometimes. That happens, and Auburn is holding their ace. So, yeah, Southern Miss did lose today. They'll be back tomorrow. And we'll be back on Monday to talk about everything that happens in baseball this weekend. For Richard, who's calling it right now, and Brian Haydad and Michael Borky, be safe, enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you on Monday at 3. Enjoy your baseball. We'll see you all then.
Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.